Big Takes is a podcast from BCA Research, informing investors with straightforward, actionable analysis of macro and market events. Hi there, and welcome to the Quick Takes podcast. I'm your host, Rakaya Ibrahim, strategist at BCA Research. The failures of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank have weighed heavily on financial markets over the past week. Volatility has been extremely elevated amid fears that these bank failures will lead to broader contagion. So in this week's episode, my colleague Irene Tunkel is joining me to give her take on what's happening to the U.S. banking system and its implications for U.S. bank stocks, U.S. equities more generally, and the broader economy. Irene is BCA Research's Chief U.S. Equity Strategist. Hi, Irene. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Hi, Rokaya. Well, there's a lot to discuss with what's happening to banks. To kick off the discussion, I think an important question to ask is what is behind the crisis that we're seeing in banks? And importantly, do you expect the conditions that brought down Silvergate, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank to lead to broader contagion that will be disruptive for the U.S. banking system and the aggregate economy? To understand what is going on with the banks, we need to think about the broader, the bigger picture. Uh, the Fed has tightened interest rates by four and a half percent over the course of about ten months. So basically, you can think about the economy of this, you know, boa constrictor that has just followed the rabbit, and these rate hikes were going through the system. And for a while, people were kind of wondering and perplexed how come, you know, these huge rate hikes have not really done much to the economy because it appears that the economy is still booming. On the other hand, if you think about what Milton Friedman uh, said uh, about the long and variable legs, it is clear that if you hike interest rates by so much over such a short period of time, there is probably something happening to the inner plumbings of the economy. And I think that what we've seen with the banks is a manifestation of the effect of rate tightening on the economy because we don't really know which exactly parts of the economy will be affected and it's always very clear, easy to be sort of clever in the hindsight to say well i did see it coming but i think that there are lots of complexities and even the best economists cannot predict what exactly will blow up the same was the case with the pension crisis in the uk this fall and the blow up of the uh, Silicon Valley Bank could not be predicted. Uh, and I don't think that many people you know, kind of had it uh, in their mind and it wasn't really in the spotlight. But I think that just intellectually, uh, you could foresee that if interest rates are going through the economy, they're going to bring some imbalances. And that was one of the reasons that uh, we have closed uh, our overweight banks at the end of last year, thinking that the banks are the bloodline of the US economy. And a little sooner, a little later, you will see high interest rates, you will see economy uh, slowing down, demand for loans falling, tighter credit conditions, more default. It's very hard to be, you know, just sort of pinpoint the areas of stress. I think that from the point of view of macroeconomic analysis, this debacle with banks could be sort of uh, predicted. Since banks are the epicenter of the turmoil of the past week, it's not really surprising to see that U.S. bank stocks have suffered steep losses, but they've fallen even though policymakers have responded swiftly to the turmoil with the Fed setting up the bank term funding program and the FDIC insuring all of the SVB and the signature bank depositors. 
Uh, now, given that the policy reaction is designed to prevent these bank failures from morphing into a crisis, and given how much bank stocks have already fallen, do you see that there is potential for these equities to recover in a scenario in which the banking turmoil is contained? And what would you expect to be the main drivers of the performance of bank stocks going forward? I think that what we're seeing in the market is uh, heightened volatility and a lot of panic around what happened with the bank. And there are some questions about whether we're going to see, um, you know, another GFC crisis. We really don't see it that way because I think that there were many factors that were specific to the Silicon Valley Bank and to the Signature Bank. But I think that looking at the banks, it's very hard to see them uh, as a sector or as industry that uh, will deliver strong earnings and strong performance. Because again, looking at the economics of the business, tighter monetary policy leads to less demand for loans. It leads to uh, higher monetary conditions. Uh, scarcity of the money has already affected some of the larger banks in terms of uh, great slowdown in uh, corporate activity. And uh, now we have you know, a couple of new uh, sort of wrinkles on the banks. Banks will now increase interest rate that pays on deposits uh, to potentially prevent the flight of capital. And that will put sort of pressure on the profitability on net income margins. So what we see here is that the banks will make fewer loans. Each of the loans will be less profitable. And also you can potentially expect delinquencies to pick up because with tighter monetary conditions and tighter credit conditions, it will be hard for some of the weaker sort of players to refinance their loans. And on top of everything else, I think banks uh, will see additional pressure on profitability because they will have to pay a higher premium on uh, deposit insurance. And also even mid-sized banks will face regulatory headwinds. So looking uh, at the banking industry, big picture, we can see that it's just very hard for this um, industry to stay profitable. And at the end of the day, performance of the industry, returns of the industry, are closely linked to the ability to generate profits. And I think that for banks, it will be harder to, uh, the ability to generate profits will be impaired. And we would say that uh, investors should use uh, bounces in the banking stocks, actually reduce their overweights and even neutral positioning to an underweight. I don't think that this is a winning sector, both on tactical and strategic uh, investment horizon. Okay, so then let's move from bank stocks in particular to the S&P 500 more generally. How do you expect this bank turmoil to play out for the S&P 500? Now, on the surface, the index as a whole has made losses since the problems first emerged uh, last week. But there are sectors, for example, communication services, utilities, IT, consumer discretionary, that have rallied over the past week. Uh, Now, presumably, this reflects the repricing of Fed policy. Now, in this context, would you expect the S&P 500 to rally once the dust eventually settles? Um, The areas of the market that are rallying at the moment are parts of the economy that are particularly sensitive to interest rates. And with the current situation with the banks, the market expects the uh, Fed to put rate hikes on hold and perhaps produce a slightly more dovish trajectory of interest rates. As a result, sectors like technology, consumer discretionary, uh, kind of the growth here, uh, areas of the market have been rallying because now if you think about, you know, their future profits discounted at, uh, at low interest rates, they're kind of worth more. And also the rally is kind of supported with um, 
optimism about some technological developments like AI. And they're kind of, for many people, it feels like, say, technology and consumer discretionary are the safer parts uh, of the market at the moment. But again, if we think about the S&P 500 as a whole and about the monetary policy, I think that uh, on a more somber view at the market, concerns about inflation are now going to be replaced by concerns about growth. Because with the banks impaired and demand for loans slowing and fewer loans being generated, growth is just bound to slow down. Even if the Fed puts rates on hold, I think we will still see this long and variable right, long and variable legs going through the economy. We will see growth slowing down and perhaps affecting other pockets uh, of the market. So potentially we may have this rolling recession, we may have this rolling earnings recession, we're already in an earnings recession, and parts of the market that were doing okay, like the banks, are now going to disappoint. So we really live through growth slowdown, earnings growth slowdown. And it's very hard to be sort of optimistic uh, about the performance of equities going forward. Because either way, it's very hard to see sort of a benign scenario for equities. So let's say growth slows, uh, rates are on hold, but then you're kind of moving towards the recession and equities tend to underperform up till the commencement, sort of up to the moment that recession actually uh, starts in earnest. And if uh, economy is actually stronger than we think and the banking crisis doesn't really do much to economic growth, then the Fed at some point will uh, still increase interest rates and uh, interest rates will be higher for longer. In order to fight inflation, they will make sure that they put pressure on demand and the growth will slow. So it's very hard to see this path for equities where you would actually see outperformance. And I think that what we see now with the performance of banks, outperformance of some of the more cyclical areas of the market, I think I would still say that all of that is volatility and the path forward for equities is actually very challenging. Thank you for joining me on this podcast, Irene, and for sharing your views with us. Thank you very much, Rukaya. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Quick Takes podcast. We'll be bringing you weekly quick takes with BCA strategists on a range of macro and market topics. Stay tuned for next week's episode.